In every generation, there is a chosen one. A show that becomes a pop culture juggernaut. We're talking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Bachelor. Breaking Bad. Game of Thrones. And sometimes a series will come and go without anyone even noticing. Some are canceled in their prime. And others never should have seen the light of day. Regardless of the reason, we are here to guide you through all the shows that were gone too soon. They may have only been on air for one season or less, but the drama, the joy, it'll all be remembered here and now. I'm Abby. And I'm Roberto. And this is Dearly Departed. In 2009, the CW was brave enough to give us sex, drugs, models. Corbin Blue. Today, we dive into the Ashton Kutcher produced The Beautiful Life, colon, Let's go. Dearly departed, are you listening? We will remember all about you. When you were canceled, we were trembling. We can't believe that they would doubt you. We won't forget you and the rest. Dearly Hello and welcome back to Dearly Departed with Roberto and Abby. We're back. Hold on, I was like moving my my incredible mic stand, my very professional mic stand. It cannot compare to my mic stand, which is a cardboard box and a stack of books ending with the incomparable Long Walk to Freedom by Nelson Mandela. My blue mic rests atop it for maximum inspiration. This is a very professional podcast. I would say that we're at the top of our game. Personally, I just wanted to point out in the first 30 seconds that I do read. Yes. In addition to watching shows that were canceled after one season, I also have time to read great memoirs by great men. Literature, very important to Abigail. Um, That being said, the person currently speaking is Roberto. We want to get that out of the way, so that's Roberto. Roberto. This is Abigail. <laughs> um, don't be alarmed if you can't tell us apart. We're very comfortable with that fact. Yes, yes. Our our friends have mentioned. Our family, even. <laughs> <laughs> on occasion. You could have at least a five-minute conversation with my mom on the phone before she realized it was you. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being true, it's like... If I disagree with your opinions, it's too late because they are my opinions publicly. Right. Because we do share one voice, one identity, one podcast, one bedroom. Know that that does give me power over me. I wouldn't say power, but. Because then I have the same power. I do feel safe. I do feel. Well, I'm going to fucking tell everyone you're homophobic. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Please do. If you step to me, I will get you canceled. (laughs) For Speaking of cancellation, how did you feel when I brought to you the beautiful life colon TBL? I was stoked because of the promotional photos that I had seen for this show. So it's from 2009. The promotional photos are, I would say, gorgeous. They're sexy. They're delicious. Gorgeous nudes. Yeah. And I only remember... Sarah Paxton and Corbin Blue, and perhaps Nico Tortorella, who I'm a huge fan of, um, naked with their censored right, situation. Right. Um, really 
tempting us to a scandalous show that is not necessarily what is delivered. Right. I wouldn't say The Beautiful Life colon TBL is a sexy show. No, I wouldn't say that it's sexy <laughs> for adults, you know? Right. Right. Um, but it's special. Right. It certainly I mean, it, had an it's impact. produced by the one and only Ashton Kutcher. I fucking love Ashton Kutcher. You know how I feel about Ashton Kutcher. You have a lot of thoughts. I, you brought up the possibility of maybe a mini-sode exclusively I could do, devoted to Ashton Kutcher. I could do a mini-sode about Ashton Kutcher and his amazing charity work. Um, he's an incredible man. He is. Now, I don't want to pigeonhole myself by saying that I'm an Ashton Kutcher fan because you can't be a fan. You, really, <laughs> you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. I don't wanna, exactly, because <laughs> I'm a fan of so many other greats. But also... You can't be a fan of any man today because you will find out some shit that right. changes everything. Right. So right now in this moment, yeah, I I love Ashton Kutcher. I think it was a really interesting career move. Right. How did the show color Ashton this? in your eyes as I guess as a fan? Him producing The Beautiful Life is akin to when he took over Two and a Half Men. <laughs> right, right. You know, that kind of level of career move where you're like, huh. Why, but good for you? It's making me think. Right. Ashton is always making us but think. But it's not making me think flattering things. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to change my tune on Ashton. Right. And, I mean, I enjoyed every second of some of the scenes in The Beautiful Life. <laughs> Well, as as we briefly teased in the beginning, the beautiful life colon TBL. You cannot forget the colon. Um, so important. I think it's actually important from now on that every show end <laughs> with a colon and then an acronym for the title <laughs> of the show that you've already heard. I would agree. Dearly departed colon. DD. DD. Um, <laughs> the beautiful life colon TBL. Uh, premiered on the CW in 2009, probably in the nine o'clock spot after Gossip Girl. I can't confirm the Wikipedia page did not give me that exact information, but we can assume. You feel like it would come on after Gossip Girl? It's so much less juicy than Gossip Girl. Well, Gossip Girl. In that prime time eight o'clock spot. In that prime time eight o'clock spot, yes. Um, And the show, they filmed, they were in the middle of filming their seventh episode when they got that cancellation news. It was after the second episode had aired. Five episodes are available on YouTube with a sixth episode. In the ether somewhere. In the vault. In yeah. the Ashton Kutcher vault. Which we have not seen, so we have no idea if that episode goes off. Right, but we are here to recap. And end on a cliffhanger. And <laughs> end on a cliffhanger. The Beautiful Life opens on a Zach Posen photo shoot. Runway the- show. Oh my god. Start over. (laughs) The episode opens on a Zach Posen runway show. Mm -hmm. The real Zach Posen is present. And we see Sarah Paxton in line to strut down the runway in what I can only imagine is an incredible Zach Posen look. I think it's black. I think it's gray. Love that for her. Mm -hmm. So she's nervous. This is her first runway show, we find out. Right. And she kind of gets pulled out of line to have alterations on the dress. They throw her back in line. She's really nervous. And this other model, beautiful, 
British. Mm-hmm. You can already tell she's a backstabber. Right. She has that vibe right off the bat. I'm like, I cannot trust this hoe. Marissa, a.k.a. Model, Model Spice. She comes into Sarah Paxton's ear and she's like, don't make any celeb eye contact or you'll trip on your Jimmy Chews. You're so talented. I just have to take a moment to say that. Like, your accent work. Thank you, darling. <laughs> um, so they're at a Zach Posen show, so why are they wearing Jimmy Choo shoes? We'll never know. But um, you can tell right now that it's like she's giving Sarah Paxton advice, but she's also kind of sabotaging her by, right. like, trying to make her nervous. And that, that I will say, is... I don't want to say a flaw or a criticism, right? I don't want to come for the beautiful life, colon, TBL. But... Based on the first episode, it feels like there are hardly any, I would say, established relationships, right? Like Spax and Model Spy seem to be friendly, but also seem to know little to nothing, like nothing about each other. They're friendly, but they have a frenemy energy. Except, I, I would say, I don't want to spoil anything, but Marissa, I feel like, is never out for Spacks. No, and later on, she's like, why aren't you, like, sharing your heart with me? Like, we're bestie. Why am I all of a sudden doing this voice? <laughs> she's, in fact, got this voice. <laughs> um, so we really, I, I mean, to this day, I don't understand their relationship. I'm not, I'm not gonna but expect to come way, to terms with it. two stunning models ready to hit the runway. So, Sarah Paxton lovingly dubbed Spacks, Mm -hmm. struts down the runway. We get an incredible slow-mo moment of her twirling. Um, I would say right off the bat, she is doing an incredible job of being Sarah Paxton, the actress playing a model. I would have to agree. (laughs) Um, I really believe that she is Sarah Paxton, the actress playing a model in this scene, um, which is amazing. And uh, look, I would watch her in any televised pretend runway show. Sarah Paxton as Reyna stomped so that Kendall Jenner could do whatever Kendall Jenner does. Yeah. (laughs) Don't quote me. So then we're backstage at the Zach Posen show and Zach is freaking out because his finale girl. The signature look. The signature look. The girl that is supposed to walk the signature look has not arrived. And we cut to a taxi and we see the... It's a limo. Is it? It's like a black vehicle. She has like a driver. We cut to a black vehicle holding the incomparable Misha Barton of OC fame. Yes. She pops a little bit of a pill situation. She's popping pills. We never really get answers on that. Well, Sonia Stone is a character. character. Um, has been missing for the past six months. Yeah. So we find out that she was at the top of her career when she mysteriously disappeared, and now she's back. And this is her comeback moment with Zach Posen, but she's fucking late. A lot of rehab rumors. But then, in the middle of this action where we're waiting for Sonya Stone, we cut to a lunch restaurant. And all of a sudden, we're looking at a family from rural Iowa. Right. And we've got a dad, a mom, son and daughter. The dad's fucking cranky as shit. He doesn't want to tip the waitress because he spent so much money on this New York City vacation. So, you know, they're like, we have to go home for the harvest. It's very important that we know that you know that this family is from Iowa. And that they are farmers. They they leave and they don't tip the waitress. And the son, he lags behind and he approaches the waitress who's looking at the bill like pissed as fuck. And he hands her some cash and he's like, oh my God, my dad told me to give this to you. He totally forgot to like write in the tip. 
So we know right away that this boy is a hero. This is not the first time he has saved the day. And it certainly won't be the last, except it kind of is. <laughs> um, and this is really convenient because he looks like Clark Kent. From Smallville. Tom Welling, I believe his name is. I could be completely butchering that. They definitely have a similar look. I feel like this guy's a little bit smaller. It's like two very handsome white men with dark hair, with a jawline. They're handsome, but when they're off camera, you like immediately forget what they look like. Correct. So he overhears some rich assholes at a booth talking shit on this waitress. And we know he cares about this waitress because he just you know, went out of his way to give her some extra money. So he leans over the booth and turns to this rich, fancy dude um, who kind of looks like a vampire and tells him, he's like, maybe you should try walking a day in her shoes. I love that that's your Clark Kent voice. Thank you. It, it was subtle. It felt natural in the moment. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mike fucking drop. Burn. He really got that guy with that line. Right. So then he turns to leave like, once again, I've saved the day. But the rich guy stops him and is like... Struck by his... Beauty. His beauty. He's not really bothered by the rudeness. Um, He just finds it amusing. And he tells Clark Kent, whose name is apparently Chris. I I really thought it was Sam for like a long period of time. (laughs) Um, We're just going to call him Clark. He tells Clark... I make beautiful people very rich. Right. And then gives him like a card and a place and time to meet him. So, of course, we as the viewer know that Clark has just been discovered and he's about to be a model in New York City. Right. Bye bye, Iowa. Bye bye, farming. Bye bye, plows. (laughs) Bye bye, being a hero. It's time to be your own hero. Exactly. So then we get back to. Zach Posen and Sonia Stone, Misha Barton, she finally arrives. She stumbles in despite having not done hair or makeup and expects right out of the car. Throw on the dress and hit the show. So they go to zip her in the dress. And unbeknownst to us, Sonia is apparently too thick. Yes. Model thin Misha Barton is too big to fit in this dress. Too damn big. So they're shaming her they're talking shit the other models especially model spice are like "Uh, she's so fat you know just like but what are we gonna do it's time for the signature look we do not have time to complain about we don't have time so zach posen needs to pick somebody else to wear this finale dress this red gown model spice of course is like i can do it she's like immediately ready and out of all of the models that we meet on the show she is the only one that seems very passionate. Um, she's eager. the only one that wants it. She's the only one that wants it. I mean, I get that Sonia wants it, but she doesn't want it nearly as much as Model Spice. Sonia is is defeated, right? Like, that's kind mm-hmm. of her energy. Like, she kind of wants it, but she's, like, already slightly given up. But you and relate Spax, to your comeback show. And Spax is, like, just along for the fucking ride. We don't know how she got discovered, why she decided to be a model. We never get those answers. We just know that, like... She's naturally gifted. (laughs) So, Zach Posen's not feeling Model Spice. No. And he turns to Nico Tortorella, who is a fabulous non-binary artist and actor with a book coming out soon. Do you know the title of the book? 
Oh, don't put me on the spot. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. We'll edit it out. We'll edit it out. So Nico's character is male and um, his name is Cole. And we get the sense right off the bat that he's a little bit slimy. And according to the Wikipedia page, Cole is a rising underwear model. Um, Nothing about his character on the show would lead us to believe that. But contrary to all of our desires, not once do we see Cole in his underwear. Um, I think at one point, a topless photo of him is sort of like on a phone and it like glides through the frame really briefly. So, no, we're not really getting a lot of undies from this and guy. And I will also say it's a very baby-faced Nico. The ages of the characters on the show is a giant question mark. We'll we- get into that later, but I don't know how old any of these people are, and none yeah. of it makes sense. Yeah. So, Cole kind of gestures to Spax, and instantly Zach Posen is like, yes, her, put her in the dress. And she's, like, chilling. She had her moment. She's, like, not trying to crawl, like, claw her way to the top. But she gets this finale moment. So we get not one, but two Sarah Paxton stomping down the runway to slow-mo moments. And when she gets to the end of the runway, we have petals, flower petals from the heavens as she twirls. She raises her hands. As the incredible pop song. Something by group group love. (laughs) Right? It's group love. Yeah. She's soundtrack to Group Love. This is the... And Group Love was, I think, pretty hot in 2009. Um, this is the one pop music moment yeah. of the entire show. We pretty much get royalty-free music for the rest of the five episodes. So in this moment, in this finale look, in the slow motion pedals, as the audience, we now know that Spax is ascending. She's no longer a struggling model. She's no longer the green up-and-comer. She is the it girl. She's it. Yes. And, you know, we get the sense that we're going to be following her career for these next five episodes. So we cut to the next day, and she's at a go-see, which is like an audition for models. Right. Um, And she is realizing that all of these other models are talking shit about her and gossiping about her. Because they're bitter that she had this huge moment with Zach Posen the night before. So and she kind of gets overwhelmed. Yeah, and it's unclear whether she actually goes to the ghost see or not. She gets called I up. I think she does at one point, but she kind of like, she leaves the waiting room nervously. And at the elevator, she collides with Clark Kent. Because if you're not introducing a love connection, a meet cute within the first. 15 minutes right i'm turning off the show exactly so she drops all of her like glossies glossies everywhere her glossy photos of herself and of course he's immediately starstruck because he can tell by what she's holding that like she's a legit model it's also beautiful sarah paxton they have a really bizarre conversation that I guess is meant to be flirty. It pretty much goes nowhere, and neither of them really says anything. <laughs> he's like, I don't even know why I'm here. She's like, do you want to be here? And he's like... A lot of eye contact. I'm here. How did I get here? Like, that's that's pretty much Simple the conversation. Simple smiles. Yeah. But she can tell that he's a new model and that he doesn't really know what's going on. So she says, you know, might I make a suggestion? And then she... Unpacks. Her suggestion is one of the funniest moments of the show, I would have to it's say. It's really just an excuse to handle his body. Um, she untucks his shirt, 
rustles his hair and cuffs his jacket sleeves. And instantly Clark Kent is transformed from Iowa farmer to fierce model (laughs) runway model so Richie the guy that recruited him brings him into this office where we meet Claudia Mm -hmm. and Claudia is played by Elle McPherson Mm -hmm. supermodel and she is the owner of Covet Models so she's she's the big boss and Covet Models is the one who's managing all the models that we are currently yeah model Spice Sonia Spax Cole I've named them all so Clark Kent meets this woman and she's not impressed. No. But she asks him to strip down. And we get to see that um, he has what I can only believe is a farmer's body. Right. I don't know a lot of farmers. I don't know what their bodies look like. But but the CW will have us believing that they are hairless, airbrushed, You know. Chiseled and toned, but not jacked. He's cut. Yeah. He's cut from those harvests. And this kind of (laughs) changes things for Claudia. And she's like, fine, like, we'll give him a chance, like, throw him on, like, a test shoot or whatever to get pictures of his face because he literally has no photographs of himself. Right. So he runs into Sarah Paxton again. And she offers to walk him to his photo shoot because she's, like, headed in that direction, question mark. And so she takes him to this photo shoot and she's chatting with the photographer right away because they all know that she had this huge moment with Zach Posen the night before. So once again, we just like have this established dominance of like Sarah Paxton is that bitch. She is so fucking cool. People want to be her friend because she's about to blow up and be it girl. So she's chatting with the photographer. The photographer goes to start taking pictures of Clark and he has zero it's the saddest sight it's really upsetting they have him in a chair this man has never seen top model in his goddamn life he's never sat in a chair (laughs) Um, he's never seen a camera no he's really a mess and sarah paxton decides that she's gonna save the day which is really lovely so she plugs in her pink ipod the pink ipod is the key to his success i would say it is the first step toward his career um, so we get a little, like, royalty-free music. And um, she goes over to him, and he's sitting in the chair. She whispers in his ear. She strokes his arm, and she's like, close your eyes. Imagine you're in the shower. It's mind-boggling because... Well, first I was like, oh, does she just, like, want to be in these photos with him? Like, I thought that was what was happening. Then I was like, oh, I guess she's trying to calm him down. Oh, I guess she's trying to arouse him. Her intentions are unclear. Immediately in my mind, I'm like, okay, she's getting him horny for the shoot, I guess. Right. Um, but she's just talking about taking a shower. It, it, it really... I, I want to I be in that writer's room. I want to know kind of where this came where from. Where the motivation was, right. Um, but I never will. So the steam is filling the shower open your eyes and he opens his eyes and she exits the frame and all of a sudden we've got a beauty shot this is like what he was born to do (laughs) he's smizing he's giving us angles he's giving us body and um instantly we know like okay he does have this it factor because sarah paxton whispered in his ear so then we see corbin blue Right. I feel like we haven't talked about the fact that Corbin Blue is 
one of the main attractions of... If not the main attraction of the Beautiful Life, colon, TBL. So Corbin Blue also is in this show. And he is struggling. So I think he's he's at a go-see, and it's just, like, not going well. He's not getting cast in anything. His character name is Isaac. Oh, my God, you're right. Um, he's, and, he is just Corbin in my mind. Right. He's, he's a struggling ex-child model. Yeah, so he used to be the polo child. Not fucking Gap. Not no. fucking Old Navy. Don't you forget, it's polo. Ralph Lauren's polo. Right. But now he's kind of washed up because he's not very tall. And the thing is... But nine and none of them <laughs> The thing is that Corbin... I mean, he wants that coin, right? He needs that money. But it's to further his true passion, music. Music. Now, we know that Corbin Blue is musically gifted from his time in the High School Musical franchise. You know, he, of course, contributed to the iconic Jump In soundtrack. But it's important that we recognize that he does not want to be a singer on The Beautiful Life. Not a musician. No. He wants to be a DJ. A DJ, yes. So he makes beats, and he really wants to spin these beats at model parties. Yeah. In addition to being a model. Sure. And none of this is working out for him. No. So we get this introduction to another character, and she is... She's gorgeous. She's one of my favorites to watch on screen. Yes. Um, her name is Vivian. I feel like she's al- she's also the Vivian, aka Bossy Spice, and model, and and Corbin relationship mm-hmm. is I feel like one of the only things that kept me really engaged as it's a viewer. It's one of the juiciest and most compelling parts of the show. Definitely. Um. So she enters the scene, and she offers Corbin a deal. Right. She's like, I need a date tonight, and then I can like hook it up for you. She's British. I will say it's very I need unclear a date it, tonight. It's it's very <laughs> clear that she is also not impressed with him as a model, but she's hot for him. She wants him. So basically, she wants to be his sugar mama, and he is not interested. He's not about to compromise his morals, his values, his self worth for money. That's not his thing. So he sends her fucking on her way, and she's like, okay, whatever. You know, like, I'm disappointed, but, you know, it's your loss. Your career's going to flounder. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be off to the next pretty young thing. Exactly. So then we have Clark saying goodbye to his family because he's just gotten signed to Covet Models. He's not fucking going back to Iowa. No. And his father makes it a point because, you know, we have to raise those stakes. Um, in two weeks... Clark Kent's harvest job will be given up to someone else. So Clark has two weeks to really... Make it in New York. Make it in New York. Before he has nothing to go home to. So I don't have that much to say about this scene. I just, like, really need this dad off camera. Right. It's dragging, like, the whole show down. Um, so he says goodbye to his family, whatever. It's, like, not that dramatic, even though they're leaving him in New York City. Like, it was supposed to be a vacation, and now they're just leaving their son behind. Clark seems really unaffected he by... He seems incredibly indifferent to what's <laughs> happening at Just all like, times. I guess I'm... A, but and, and that, I would say, is a staple of the show. There's, like, a lot of things going on, but I would say Spax and Clark Kent seem truly just... Immune. Immune, yeah. Um, I guess the most important thing in this scene is that Sarah Paxton is inexplicably there, and um, <laughs> they they discover that they have mutual daddy issues. So they both have 
hard-ass dads. So this is like going to be part of what drives them together. You know, they both have been through it. They both have these, these really intense fathers that have put a lot of pressure on them. And, you know, I, I'm kind of inventing this in my own mind, but this is why they're made for each other. I feel like if you see it, I believe it. So Clark gets to live in the model house that Model Spice and Spax and Corbin all live in. And Nico. Right, right. Cool. Now, um, I feel like this model house is pretty glamorous. Like, like they just have, like, pretty big rooms. It's a weird set. It never really makes sense to me. Like, Top Model would have me believing they're sleeping in bunk beds. They're stealing each other's shit, you know? But Sarah Paxton has her own room in a suite that she shares with Model Spice. Right. And her room has, like, a queen-size bed and, like, hella decor and a desk and, like, a window and, and this would make sense, right? She's now the it girl, so, like, maybe she gets to move on up in the world, but she literally became the it girl, like, a day ago. But she already had this nice-ass room. Yeah. Um, and we do get this moment of, of, you know, having it pointed out to us that the female models make a lot more money. Finally, someone throws us a bone um, <laughs> than the male models. So... Clark is going to move into the model house, but he's supposed to room with Corbin and Corbin's roommate, who's like a sexy young Snape. Right. Who's also a drug dealer. Yes. Who is important for about 15 minutes of this show in total. Um, They don't want Clark to room with them. So immediately they're like, look, there's no room for you. Why don't you check with Cole down the hall? Right. They know they're sabotaging him because... They know that Cole does not fucking want a room with him. So he knocks on Cole's win- door. Window? He knocks on Cole's door and he's like, hey, I'm your new roommate. Not a great opener. Come on. Right. Nico doesn't want humility. him there. No. <clears throat> Nico so, is a rising underwear <clears throat> model. So he doesn't share <clears throat> rooms. Cole calls Richie, right. the guy that recruited Clark. And is like, look, like, your new boy is not rooming with me, so figure something else out. And Clark is fucking mad. Like, this is the first time that we see, like, what kind of character Clark is going to be, which is extremely mellow and unaffected at all times. And then violent and unhinged. And then suddenly so angry. (laughs) So he's fucking pissed. And it's like, dude, what, you're expecting people to just hand you a place to live? You just got to New York. You've had one photo taken of yourself. Right. Why do you think that you deserve to room with this burgeoning, like, underwear model? So he has to stay with... With Richie. With the model scout. Yeah. So we we don't see the house, but he moves in with the guy that recruited him. So then we we go to a go-see for a Versace campaign. Spax, Sonia, and Model Spice are all there, and they all want to model this amazing Versace gold dress. They all want to be the girl in this dress. Right. Model Spice, as previously stated, really wants it. Sonia needs it. And Spax... Is there. Is thinking about Clark Kent. Yes. But somehow, without really wanting it, she's the front runner. (laughs) So we can tell that they kind of, they want her. Right. For this Versace shoot. So then we we cut to a big party that night. Because if you've ever watched anything on the CW, you know you have to end every other episode with a party. If not every episode. If not every if episode. you have the budget. Right. So they're at this big party and, you know, they have to be there. They have to be socialites in order to get this career up. Um, I think it opens with Claudia taking drinks out of their hands. Like, you're working. Right. Can't be drinking. And they're like, it's a party. That was Model Spice. <laughs> so Sonia arrives at this party in the Versace dress. She's wearing the gold dress from And Misha Barton looks 
stunning. She looks I would amazing say in this dress. out of the the main cast members that we've met thus far, Misha Barton is the most convincing as a successful model. Right. As an actor, we'll get into it later. Is um. she convincing as an actor? It's not my place to say. <laughs> so she's wearing this gold dress, and the the guy that is like casting the shoot is like, oh my god, where did you get that? She's like, I have friends at your hotel. She stole the dress. She stole the dress out of his hotel room. Nobody seems the least bit bothered. She's no. like, I'll return it. But it's like now their big campaign dress has been... Worn to a party. Spoiled, yeah. I, like no, But nobody nobody seems to be the least bit bothered. So, but hey, I can't speak for the fashion community. I don't know how it works. I don't even know how the podcasting community works. <laughs> so she pulls this guy aside because she really wants this job. And they go into the back room together. And Model Spice sees them go to the back room. And of course, instantly she's like, ah, Sonia is a slag. Yeah. So she's judging Sonia for going to the back room with this guy. But then we see Sonia run out of distraught. this room. Really distraught, really upset. And of course, you know, we're not idiots. We know that he must have tried something with her. So she runs into the bathroom where she runs into, of course, Sarah Paxton, who is everywhere at all the right times. And she, Sarah, Sarah's feeling guilty. You know, she stole, not stole, but she... She was given the signature look at the Zach Posen runway show. And now she's the front runner for this Versace shoot. And, you know, she's not here to backstab. She's not here to, like, take anybody else's career. She's just out doing her own thing. So she's trying to, like, comfort Sonia. And Sonia's like, don't pity me. This will be you in a couple years. And then we see um, Sarah Paxton sees Sonia's Blackberry. And the background image in her Blackberry is her holding a baby. And now it all makes sense. It all Sonia wasn't in rehab. She hasn't been on a drug bender. She was having a baby. So her baby is at home with her mom in what I'm assuming is New Jersey, but we're never told. Um, and she's here to get her career back so she can provide for her child. Sonia is not interested in being Sarah Paxton's friend. She's like, don't pity me. And then she just like stomps away. Sarah Paxton has something else in mind. But first, we have to check in with Clark. Right. So Clark is chatting with Cole and Cole is like, you know that you're only here because, you know, you're one of Richie's boys and he wants to parade you around as his little boyfriend. So now, as a viewer, I'm excited. It's 2000. I mean, I know it's 2009, right? But I also know it's the CW and I know it's a model show. So despite being very excited for what I assume is inevitable, juicy, lovely gay content, we are given a gay predator. A gay predator. So Clark immediately has a very intense reaction to this suggestion that he would be Richie's boyfriend. And he goes over to Richie and confronts him in front of Claudia and another like casting agent. Um, and he's like, look, I'm not your boyfriend. And if that's what this is about, you can just forget about it. And then... So logically, Richie, as anyone would do, Richie grabs his ass. Yeah, he's like, baby, relax. And then grabs Clark's ass. So Clark... <clears throat> throws a punch <laughs> and punches Richie right in the face and immediately gets his ass thrown out of the party for being violent. Right. Now, the casting guy was like... Was, Somehow. He was like, was that an act? And Claudia was like, I wish. Somehow seeing this... 
Clark Kent look alike. This unhinged, angry kid from Iowa has really made an impression on this <laughs> other casting dude. So he tells Claudia, uh. set up a meeting. So now we see Spax. And she pulls aside the same casting guy who had just been messing with Sonia. She's like, I really want the job. And she gets to the same back room with him. Pulls out her iPhone. He's instantly touching her. He's all over her. Hits the record button. He's like, ooh, you like to take pictures? And she's like, video, actually. And then she takes about five seconds of video of him, like, touching her arm. Right. So then she gets up and moves to another chair and immediately looks him dead in the eye and goes, I'm 16. And he's not really that phased. This is obviously not the first time that he's rubbed up on a 16-year-old. Correct. Which... Unfortunately. We know in today's climate, we've just had all of these big Victoria's Secret model... Or models. Victoria's Secret photographers get exposed for sexual abuse allegations. Um, So what I can say is that The Beautiful Life was ahead of its time as far as addressing these problems. (laughs) So she tells him she's 16. He's not phased. Then he's like, what? Like, you're not going to go to the police. And she's like, no. I'm going to tell my father. She drops this line, but we don't know who her father is. And I'm not convinced he knows who her father is We don't see her telling him who her father is. But she says, you better pray that my father doesn't find out. Um, So, you know, we know that she is blackmailing him. And then the scene ends. We don't see anything more. (laughs) But what we do see is Corbin Blue not getting his music played at this party. He Corbin really wants Blue wearing a white t-shirt, a camo cardigan buttoned up with a white blazer over it. I'm not here to say it's anything but high fashion. <laughs> <laughs> so he's getting his music rejected and we see Vivian, Bossy Spice, roll in and she's got new arm candy. It does not take her long to find a young hot model that wants to be her sugar baby. Correct. But Corbin has had a change of heart. So he approaches her and is like, I'm ready. And, and then Max on her. He grabs her and kisses her, right? And then they leave together. They go home together. So it did not take him very long to absolutely change his tune on being a sugar baby. Uh, this is pretty exciting as a viewer to see Corbin Blue take on this sugar baby role with this like hot British executive lady. Yeah. Um, and then as all of this is going on, Corbin Blue's sexy roommate is selling drugs to a bunch of the models and also hitting on model spice so then we get to the model house sarah paxton arrives and she sees um clark trying to go to sleep on this like cushioned window because as we know he just punched richie so he has nowhere to live and he can't he can't crash with corbin and he can't crash with cole So he tells her, he's like, look, this is fine for one night. I'm going back to Iowa in the morning. And she's like, you can't sleep on the windowsill. Come to my room. And he's like, and sleep where? And she gets really close to him and she's like, my floor. Very generous of her to offer him a floor rather than the Uh, full couch that she has in her room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Correct. So he just like walk by the couch. Yeah. And then he sleeps on the floor. Uh, but at one point in this, um, he does mention to her that she's not like other girls, which is absolutely true. She has no desires <laughs> besides him. <laughs> I, I would, it's fascinating to me that the lead character 
the lead female character has the least amount of, I would say, depth or characterization compared to, I would say, Sonia, who I think is on the show the least. I mean, she's like, she she gets the first name credit and she's usually top billing, but she gets the least screen time, I feel. But she's she's a fascinating character. And that is, that's the end of the pilot. Yeah. Episode two, The Beautiful Life, Colin. I love that you went with a whisper because... I do. That's what I would have gotten. That's how I read it. So, no type of title card. There's no title card. We just open on the Hideous Transitions. The New York City shaky cam, camcorder, shopping bags, tilted angles. It reminded you of feet pounding through New York. A very important... It reminds me of the transitions film. in Mary-Kate and Ashley's One in Rome, except those transitions are better and more fun. So our first <laughs> scene is Clark apologizing to Claudia because, of course, the night before... He revealed himself to be violent. He revealed himself to be violent and to have homophobic tendencies. He's uncomfortable with his masculinity. Right, right. He's not okay with being desired by a man. And I'm not excusing what you know the gay predator did i'm just saying that like you're just seeing a layer to him that maybe the show would have explored had it ran for more than five episodes i'm seeing the collection of random dialogue that is this character (laughs) and i'm projecting onto it a real person that's i think that's my job um that's what makes you such a valuable audience member, you know? I think that you're seeing every little detail, you're connecting the dots. I'm reading between the lines. And I think that's what Ashton Kutcher wanted when he produced this show. I 100% would agree with you. So at some point at the end of episode one to the beginning of episode two, Clark decides to stay and like not go back to Iowa. Well, he wants to stay, I believe, just because he thinks Spax is hot, not particularly because he wants to be a model, right? Well, we don't see a lot of passion for the craft at any point. But Claudia does hook him up with another guy. Right. The guy who watched him get into the fight with Richie at the party. So, like, he has another go-see, basically. So he's got reason to stay. It's not over for him. And then Claudia has another meeting. She has a meeting with Sarah Paxton. The star, the itch girl. Raina. Yeah. Who is on the top of her game right now? And of course, she also had that. Situation Everyone wants to work with her. Claudia is telling her, "Oh my God! Like, why did you tell that guy that you were 16 when you're actually almost 18?" <laughs> because as we know, there's a huge difference between 16 and 17. And this piece of information really makes you think, right? How old are any of these characters? <laughs> if if presumably 23 to 24 year old year old Sarah Paxton is meant to be 17, you know, is Clark Kent 19, you know, is Nico 15, like, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm just like, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. At the end of the day, age is but a number when you're a supermodel. (laughs) So Claudia tells Spax, do not date. You cannot be distracted by Clark. You cannot get involved with this boy because he's going to hold you back. And I have to say, I fucking agree. Well, Claudia is the only one giving real advice. Because she's the only person on this show that cares about modeling in the industry. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Model Spice cares a little bit. Right. Right? And I think Sonia cares um, about her daughter. Yes. Boring. So (laughs) 
So Sarah Paxton is like, oh, okay, I guess you're right. <laughs> and then she goes home. Yeah. And when she arrives home, there's a boy in her room. A blonde, arguably cute to some Who's people. Who's arguing that? Maybe, I don't. Yeah. Well, he was really cute in Into the Woods. The movie. Yeah. So it's the actor. I cannot tell you his name. He Wasn't was, he on something else? He was on As the World Turns, um, one of my, one of the soaps that really influenced me as a child. Um, you do have a personality that says, I was influenced by soaps as a child. Yes. By daytime soap opera. Um, yeah. And then he was in the musical film adaptation of Into the Woods. He sang the Agony Song with Chris Pine. I'm not going to say that that movie was tragic, but I did just say it, and it was. <laughs> anyway, he is sitting there. So we're like, who's he this He just guy? walked right in, strolled right like, in. is this an ex-lover? You know, blonde on blonde? Like, right. You know, we know. It's a CW. Um, but no, in fact, this is Sarah Paxton's brother, Alex. Alex. And he's there to demand she come home, which now makes sense because we figured out that she's a minor. And it's revealed, I believe, that her father was just released from prison, right? So in that in that last, at the end of the first episode, she's like, she's using her father as like a threat, even though like she didn't tell us, nor the skeezy casting director who her father was. But now- We know that he was in fact in prison. So there are some pieces that are falling into place. So she's a dark past. Right. I mean, she's the child of a felon. <laughs> she may have done crimes herself. Exactly. Not to project again, but I don't know. I feel like she's so as audience kind members, of a rebel. you know, there's there's so many places we could go. Yeah. Right. Drugs. Yes. Sex. Like, other crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Sarah Paxton? Azrina. What we get out of this scene is. She doesn't want to go home. Correct. She doesn't want anything to do with her family, and she sends her brother fucking on his way, and that's the end of the scene. She's like, no, I'm not coming home. Yeah. Fuck dad. She doesn't say that, but, you know, that's what I hear. Um, get out of here. Like, I don't want you in my house. Clearly, you see that I'm a diva now. I'm a successful model. I'm an itch girl. I live in a penthouse. It's not a penthouse. I, I have one of those window ledge couches. Is there a word for that? <laughs> <laughs> I have a hot roommate. You know, she, she doesn't need... Her brother, with the blonde equivalent of her boyfriend's haircut, to come through and tell her what to do. So he leaves, and then she talks to Cole, our favorite up-and-coming underwear model. And he has one of my favorite lines, um, where he's referring to Clark, to our Iowa bumpkin. And he says, he's different from us, Raina. Basically, he doesn't approve of her budding romance with Clark Kent. But again, it's such a vampire line. It's like, what do you mean? He's different from us. Like, he doesn't thirst for human blood. Because he actually seems like he's more violent than the two of you. <laughs> is he different because he has all this untapped aggression? Now, I would say in that moment is when we kind of get the little seed that Cole, played by Nico, maybe has some sort of feelings towards specs right like at he's, this point, he's he's bothered you know at this point while we were watching the show it Clark didn't Kent is there i didn't get the sense that there was romance between the two of them actually i got the feeling that he but i that's why i feel like he was so against Clark yeah Kent. i was just like he's mean i, I don't 
He's an elitist. I love that you could project. They're both blonde. I know. <laughs> internalized homophobia and toxic masculinity in Clark Kent. <laughs> what I'm projecting onto Cole is hot. <laughs> um, and you're not wrong. Following this scene, um, you know, Cole agrees to let Clark room with him. So, and again, we, because he doesn't want him in the room with Reyna. It was just so obvious to me. Where were you? <laughs> Thinking about something else, I guess. Um, no, I, I see now. I mean, what I was thinking is what what Cole says to Clark is, look, Raina likes you. I don't really know why, but I care about Raina. So if she likes you, fine, you can room with me. Also, I know you need new pictures. I'm going to hook you up with like a really dope photographer that's going to really make this happen for you. Right. I'm going to give you his phone number. So Cole hooks up Clark with a photographer, and we're like, "Ooh, okay, generous." Well, Loving. in this moment, I I had that that moment of like, "Ooh, is this a sabotage?" Sabotage. So then we, we don't really know. We don't know Cole. Like, we didn't get a lot of him in episode one. Like, but we so want more. We want so yeah. so much more. So now we cut to Corby, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know what scene I'm describing here because <laughs> my note just says. Corby is a full-on sugar sex baby. I don't know why I added the word sex into the middle of sugar baby. I think we all know what a sugar baby is. I think that this is the morning after, like, Corbin Blue has been with... Um, Bossy Spice. Bossy Spice overnight. And she cuts him a check right. to bail his friend out of jail. His sex Snape. Yes, sexy Snape. His friend who's really important and relevant to the show who was arrested the night previous at this party where everything went down. Exactly. Um, she cuts him a check for $3,000. What's the problem? I can't think of one except that no one's cutting me a sex check. So Sarah Paxton offers Clark that she's going to go with him to his photo shoot because they're joined at the hip. They're besties Look, now. he cannot take a photograph without her pink iPod. And her breathing in his ear. <laughs> exactly. And she knows that he needs her. So she offers to come with him when she's done at her Versace photo shoot. Because we learn that, you know, Spax, you know, she blackmailed, question mark? She the blackmailed agent the casting agent. And was like, give the Versace feature role to Sonia. Sonia. Now, what we find out on this photo shoot, on this Versace photo shoot, on some kind of like library. It's a Cinderella-themed Versace shoot in which Sonia, aka Misha Barton, um, is is Cinderella. Mm -hmm. And then Cole is Prince Charming. Is Prince Charming. And then Spax and Model Spice. Model Spice are the evil, ugly stepsisters. Chic, fashionable. The chic fierce, frizzy-haired. It's like slicked back over the head and then like bushy behind the head. This is a classic early cycle America's Next Top Model hair moment. Definitely, definitely. Um, They look terrible. <laughs> um, but what we get out of this photo shoot is that these are the only models in New York City. Own Covet Models is the only management firm. They all have to be in the same photo shoots. They all have to be around each other. They all have to go to the same parties. And despite... Cole being an up-and-coming underwear model, he's fully clothed. He's never in his underwear. There's nothing that would lead us to believe that he's an up-and-coming underwear model. If anything, you know, he's... At this point, Clark Kent has been in his underwear more 
than coal. And, and that's how it's going to stay. Period. The photo shoot goes long because they're just having such a good time. Apparently these pictures look amazing. Uh, <laughs> Versace wants more. They want more angles. They want another setup. And Spax, who doesn't really care about modeling, but cares a lot about this boy she just met, yeah. feels really bad. She feels so bad. She's like, no, but Clark, he needs me. And while Spax is complaining about not being there, Model Spice is fuming that Sonia got the feature role. As Cinderella. As Cinderella. Like, she's like, ugh, that slag slept her way to the top. She doesn't deserve it. Yeah. She's pissed. So she and Sonia are having a little bit of, like, a a tense interaction at the crafty table. And then Sonia walks away in a huff, in a puff. But she leaves her blackberry. You cannot leave your blackberry. Amateur move. I don't know, like, what the safety features are on a blackberry. You know, they didn't have Face ID in 2009. (laughs) Did they have password-protected blackberries? Like, I don't know. I've never held a blackberry. Right. I mean... I will say her lock screen, if it is a lock screen, if it's not just a home screen, it's just a photo of her and her baby. Which is her biggest secret. So, (laughs) bitch, work harder. She walks away. Model Spice doesn't look at the picture. She doesn't look at the background image. So she doesn't know about the baby. But she immediately hands that Blackberry over to the paparazzi. Because there is a, you know, a pedestrian-looking paparazzo on the set Um, specifically wanting information about Sonia because of her six-month hiatus. So this is Model Spice's moment. I mean, she is really here to sabotage Sonia's career for her own gain. So she gives him this Blackberry. And then then we get to see Clark on his photo shoot, which is really in contrast to this glamorous Versace streets of New York City. Glamorous. That's, That's a fascinating... Way to describe Once again, I'm accepting the spoon shoot. that I am being fed. <laughs> so Clark arrives in this basement and he's not really greeted, but more accosted yes. by um, a mustached, sort of Terry Richardson looking photographer. He's already on the defensive. You know, he was groped by this predator the night before. Um, he's really unsure about himself and his abilities as a model. And, yeah. And instantly, you know, this Terry Richardson type is not feeling him. No. So he grabs him. He throws oil on him. He rustles his hair and he's like getting Clark angry and taking pictures. And he's like, oh, the rage, you know? Right. And then he just throws a beer on Clark, which understandably upsets him. Right. So he storms, storms the fuck out. And we find out later that he he might have spent like $500 on this photo shoot. I mean, look, his mom gave him a 20, right, from the taxi <laughs> ride. Claudia housed him. This man has no money. I don't... I don't know. He might have that farming bag, that Iowa bag. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know this drip that he's bringing. Like, I don't know his story, right? Right. Um, but he's out money for this photo shoot that was a bust because he stormed out before, like, really that many pictures had been taken. You know? Yeah. Taken. We're back at the fucking model house. And once again, 
Alex, Spax's brother, has let himself in because apparently these models keep a key under the mat or something. Like, I don't know how this man is just getting into the the model New York City townhouse. Like, he's just letting himself in. Sarah Paxton yells at him about their dad. And she said, he's a liar and a criminal just like you. Mic drop. She wants no part of this family. She doesn't want a life of crime. She wants a totally above board career as an underage model. Correct. (laughs) So Alex like goes to leave, but on his way out, he runs into Model Spice. And of course, struck by her beauty. As are we. As are we. He flirts. He flirts with her and she's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Raina's brother. And she's like, oh my God, come to this party tonight. Because as we know on a CW show, if not every episode, then every other episode, we must have a party. Exactly. Um, And we will get what is promised to us on this show. So, you know, she's just like so pro-family and she really (laughs) wants the best for Sarah. So that's why she's like inviting her brother to the party, which is so nice. Um, So then we immediately cut to the party, thank God, because I don't want anything else, right? And Sarah gets there and her her brother's there. And he's like the first person there. And we just get kind of a repeat of the previous scene where she tells him to get the fuck out. She doesn't want him in her life. And she doesn't want him stalking her. And she certainly doesn't want him trying to date her roommate, Model Spice. And he's like, no, like, I can't go. Marissa is expecting me. And she's like, Marissa's not going to give a fuck, so you should go. Like, please leave. Right. So he leaves, and then Model Spice arrives. And I wrote down, she's the only one that brings it with a look to this party. I don't know what anyone else was wearing, but she's wearing a shoulder pad blazer with a plunge. It's a closed blazer with a plunge neckline with nothing underneath. Stunning. She's looking fierce. She's dressed like a model. I can't say the same for the rest of the people at this party. <laughs> Clark arrives and has a second violent outburst. At the end of every episode, we have to get some violence. It's called Clark. consistency. It's called you know, characterization. And like, once again, it's like he has a lot of rage toward other men, men that are trying to help him. Um, but fascinating, he, fascinating. He, he jumps Cole and punches him, like really tries to attack him and is like, you sabotaged me. Like you intentionally wanted me to waste my money going to this photographer that was like not legitimate and was just going to like throw beer on me. But then we find out this photographer was the one that launched his career. And so he really was trying to do Clark a favor. The only person that has sabotaged Clark Kent is himself. That's right. He got in his own way by not allowing himself to be harassed on a set, <laughs> basically. By having standards and expecting respect, he sabotaged himself. Thank so, God you and I have none of those things. <laughs> clearly. Um, he really was trying to help. And that's kind of the end of the party. Yeah. Now, while this party is going on, Sonia is not there. She's not there because she's hiding out because her Blackberry has been stolen. Someone knows her secret. And that someone knocks on the door. We get a knock, knock, knock on the door. And it's the same paparazzo that was at the photo shoot. Yeah. Now, he knows where she lives. He does. He knows where her apartment is. There also seems to be no security in her nice building. He gets past the doorman. He gets all the way up to her apartment. Her apartment is very nice. Yeah. 
Um, she just immediately opens the door to him. Like, she doesn't look through the people. Right. Um, and he shows her, yeah, I've got your Blackberry and I know about your child. So she tells him... But he has a heart, you know? He doesn't want to ruin her life, her career. I don't know why it would ruin her life or career, but... For people to know that she has a child? Yeah. I mean, we will learn later on, but in this moment... Regardless, I mean, he's warning her that he's going to expose her. I mean, I think that... I I read it as he just came to gloat. Like, he's just there to brag about the fact that, ha, 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 I got one over on you. But he blackmails her, essentially. He's, like, gloating. But he's like, look, I'm going to expose you. And she, of course, has to protect Clara, her daughter. So she tells him, she's like, I have something better. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. What is it? We, we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, but she gives him something better so that he won't expose her baby. Um, and then the episode ends. On with that juicy-ass cliffhanger. The juiciest moment possible Alex, Sarah Paxton's brother, getting jumped by the Russian mob outside the party because he owes them money. It's like, wow, the show is giving us crime. It's giving us outfits. It's giving us Sarah Paxton. On cast members, saying lines, on sets, in scenes, as models. Versace. Nothing else I could possibly want. (laughs) And that is episode two. And we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Dearly Departed. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe on your preferred pod listening platform and check out our Instagram page at Dearly Departed The Pod. And if you're feeling extra saucy, leave us a review and make sure to share with friends, family, and even enemies. Now, back to the nonsense. Episode three of The Beautiful Life, titled The Beautiful Life, opens with our girl, Misha Barton. So Sonia. she's our girl. I'm sorry, I thought <laughs> I thought Sarah Paxton was I think girl. Misha Barton's my girl, despite Spax. Like, the show is demanding that Spax be my girl, but like... I mean, Sarah Paxton means so much to me because of my obsession with Aquamarine as a child. I mean, it's an important film. Sarah Paxton has made a resurgence in my life, actually, the past few weeks with this show... You know, you kept playing that song from Aquamarine and then Connected. listening to one of my fave podcasts, Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, listening to a recap of her Lifetime movie. Which we should watch. Yes, definitely. I can't tell you what it's called, but it's about Sarah Paxton being a binge drinker. <gasps> I know. Oh my God, I would love to see her with that grit. <laughs> I would love to see her deliver it. The rule of an addict. Speaking of addicts, we're with Sonia. (laughs) It's the morning after, and we discover what she gave to the paparazzi. She gave old photos of her snorting cocaine. (gasps) A model doing cocaine? It's outrageous. So she's so much worse than having a child (laughs) and being a mother. (laughs) All of the tabloid sites, all of the blogs have picked it up. Cole has shown up so worried, like, Han, are you okay? Like, this is ruining your career. Like, ugh, like, how did they get these photos? It's crazy. Um, So he's trying to comfort her, and I did not know they were friends. No, this is the moment that we discovered that. We're like, oh, they have a past, question mark? Because that was was one of my notes. You know, early on, when the show started, I, I just didn't know what the established relationships were. But here in episode three, we now know that I guess they have a past, they have a deep friendship. 
I mean, they're both, they've both been modeling for a while. I mean, to me, I don't want to say I took it as we need someone to be in a scene with Sonia and there's no one else. <laughs> that's exactly how you took it because that's what you, <laughs> that's what you turned to me and said while we were watching it. I was like, wait, they're friends. And you were like, look, like she had to talk to somebody. Exactly. They were like, what actor is available this day? We'll send <laughs> We'll send you go to a relative. Uh, so then we get um, the credits, no title card, again, because the show... Didn't have a graphic designer, <laughs> I guess. We that's, never, we get no title cards. No title we card. We only know the name of the episodes uh, because it said, I mean, it says It says title. it on the YouTube link. Again, yeah. if I didn't say it, it it's all available on YouTube um, for you guys to watch if... If you need to really soak in. If you're not in. satisfied by our beat by beat. Can't imagine recap. this. So we're back in the model complex. Alex strolls his ass in, bruised. And he has to come clean to Spax that he stole money. But but Spax is gonna handle it. And it proves to be extremely easy <laughs> to handle. Yeah. It does. Yeah. 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 So she's gonna handle it, but not at this very moment because she has to go talk to Claudia at Covet Models. So she's chatting with Claudia and and she also Claudia also brings in Cole. And she's like, so look, some photographers took photos of you at the party and you're a hot item. And I'm thinking we should get you in to become the new face of Calvin Klein. This new like Calvin Klein campaign that features like a hot couple, like a New York City right. celebrity couple. So Claudia's like, look, I want you two to book it, but you're going to have to pretend to be in a relationship. Are you okay with that? And of course... Sarah Paxton is not okay with that. She's not okay with it, but this is her career that I guess she cares about. Sort of. Sort of. So so she agrees to it. And you know, of course, she looks off into the distance. She's thinking of Clark Kent. And we jump to... Because they're dating. They're dating. We jump to a scene. Clark Kent is in a photo shoot. He's on set with Corby. In this nature-themed spread of some sort um, that is being run by Bossy Spice, she delivered on her promise and finally got Corby's washed-up ass. She cast him in this photo shoot, but she knew it wasn't the right. She knew it wasn't the right. So shoot for him. It's they're in a park, and Corby is the featured model, and he's supposed to be fishing. But it's really like he's being cast against type here because. He doesn't know how to fish. He does not know how to fish. Meanwhile, in the background... He jumps rope. He plays basketball. (laughs) He doesn't fish. (laughs) He does not fish. He DJs. And in the background, Clark Kent is killing it at chopping wood. Like, this Iowa farmer knows what he's doing. He's He's such a natural He's giving angles. He's... He found his light, you know? He knows how to hold an axe. He looks like a natural. I mean, we get it. He's violent. So, like... (laughs) So Bossy Spice is already like, we have to do something. This, I think, is the episode in which we really dive into the modeling world, right? Model Spice is having brunch with what some might say is a larger-than-life gay man who's a designer. Now, in this moment, oh, no. Abigail turns to me in outrage. <laughs> Excuse me? First a gay predator, and now this stereotype? This stereotype is, in fact, just the real-life designer Richie Rich. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry, I, I was so emotional that I banged the table. Um, it wasn't my proudest moment. I mean, in my defense, like, his hat-scarf combo is atrocious. He just, he, if you saw this, this human on the street, you would not assume, oh, fashion designer, right? And I'm not here to criticize Richie Rich at all. I really just was caught off guard because I'm not familiar with his career. Right. So Model Spice and Richie Rich were chatting. He is very depressed. His career is not where it wants where he wants it to be. So she is going to turn things around for him. Now, of course, she's doing this out of self-interest. Duh. Right. If that's the one thing that we know about her character is that she's after her own self-interest. She wants to be on top. So we don't really know what she's about to do, but she's Duh. scheming. Duh. She's plotting. You want to be on top? So... Spax finally gets a fucking second, knocks on her father's door, and there he is, a nice, crisp-looking businessman. And she's like, hey, what's going on? Like, why was my brother jumped? Like, what's happening? And then the father says he he stole from the family, <laughs> the family being the Russian, the Russian mob. So mob. now we... All Do the they pieces... ever use the word Russian mob? Or did... No, I think you heard a Russian accent, and that's what we... That's what us as the viewers got from. Was I mean, look, they're blonde. I'm not mad and I doubt anyone will be offended. This is a family of crime and Alex stole from the family. Um, but to fund his club, his floundering club. Yeah. Um, but but Daddy Daddy Spax is willing to forgive it as long as Sarah Paxton agrees to come to family dinners. Right. She doesn't want to, as we know, like yeah. she doesn't want to be a part of this family, but She's like, fine, if that's what it's going to take. And we get this real, like, Gilmore Girls moment where we're like, oh, we're about to have family dinners with Dad, despite us never seeing him again after this scene. I was going to say, just to fully disclose, this plot line is dropped here and now in this moment. We never see her have these family dinners. Um, I mean, frankly, we don't care. In this show's defense, it got canceled two episodes later. (laughs) In this show's defense... Well, actually, it it got canceled the episode before... It just had filmed five episodes. Yeah. And we have so many other plot points happening this episode. I mean, this is a juicy episode. We don't have time to worry about Sarah Paxton's father. Exactly. Because Sonia Mm -hmm. is trying to step out, trying to go do her thing, and then is hounded by the paparazzi right outside her door. How they got into the building, we don't know. How they know where she lives, we don't know. But she's outraged and slams the door. She can't go out. She can't be seen because of her cocaine scandal. While that's happening, we jump back to this Calvin Klein campaign, which really takes on a life of its own. Spax and Nico Cole are sitting, waiting to do their go-see. She's a little nervous. She's like, I don't know if we can, if I, if we can sell this. Like, what if they don't believe we're a couple? But of course, Cole has feelings for her. Like, this isn't going to be difficult for him. In my eyes, right? I mean, he also is just, like, so appealing and, like, so charismatic yeah. and, like, flirty. He can carry off any kind of faux relationship. And he did because we find out that they booked the job. They are now going to be the the face of Calvin Klein's new, I don't know what. Denim campaign. Denim campaign. Yeah, sure. Yeah. While their career is blossoming, Sonia's is crumbling, Claudia has to inform her that Versace has dropped her because of the scandal. Now, are they still using the Cinderella photos? No, I think they they, they scrapped the shoe. They don't want... I hope she still got paid. Modeling is hard work. 
I mean, they have to pay her for her hours on set. Exactly. Exactly. So, Model Spice, you know, she had that talk with Richie Rich. She sets up an event at Alex's club, right? Because they've been flirting. He apologizes for, like, blowing her off. And she's like, And he gets to keep his club because Sarah Paxton made this deal with the dad. But again, it's a, it's like no one's going to this club. It's not making any money because the lighting is terrible and the couches are ugly and... Probably bad location. I don't see a bartender. So, <laughs> what are people drinking? So Model Spice is like, look, how about we host this fashion event? I'll get a bunch of my friends. We'll invite everyone we know. like, And then I get to wear the signature Richie Rich dress. Because that's what she wants out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening. So then... Cole invites Sonia to the party. He's like, look, I have, look, I just got this campaign. Like, I'm going to this party. Do you want to come? And and, and Sonia can't come. Like, she cannot leave her house. She just got dropped by Versace. Yeah. She's in the middle of a scandal. Meanwhile, um, I feel like we need to mention that Corbin Blue is really angry at his sugar mom. That's right. Because when he was doing such a bad job of fishing... She rearranged the set and put Clark Kent in the foreground and put Corbin Blue in the background chopping wood. Yeah. And they made Clark do the fishing because, of course, he's from Iowa where there's lots of water. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me more. He grew up fishing. That's all I have to say. Okay. No, I believe you. You're right. And, of course, all of this comes to a head at the party. Of course. We have to have the party. We have to have a party. We have to have a confrontation at the party or else what are we watching? So at the Richie Rich party, Clark shows up on a high because he just got this featured spread in, I don't know, a wilderness magazine, but then (laughs) is immediately dejected because while talking to Spax, a photographer is like, excuse me, get out of the way. Like I'm trying to take a photo of the hot couple. Spax and Cole? Yes. And he's like, excuse me? And she's like, oh my God, like, look, I'm sorry. I I didn't tell you. Like, I have to pretend to be in a relationship with Cole for this Calvin Klein. Like, it's about my career. Like, you understand? Like, you're a model, right? (laughs) And he's like, he's bummed. He's upset. He's not even pretending, but he's like, fine. Like, he's pouty about it, right? He's really upset, though. Like, he really is very bitter that this girl that's not his girlfriend that he just met is pretending to be someone else's girlfriend. So while he's sitting by the bar fuming, who walks in? None other than model, actress, superstar, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot? (laughs) Gal Gadot? Are you saying the Wonder Woman? The Wonder Woman strolls in and it's like, Cole, I'm back. <laughs> and we find out that she and Cole were previously involved. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, Spax is like, you can't be flirting. Like, we're in a big relationship. And But Gal knows. And she's cool with it. She's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't care. Because she's she's cool. She, she is easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Like, she's the only one that looks like look, she could be a real model. Maybe she was born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> Whatever it is, she is a believable model because she is Gal Gadot and she's gorgeous. Right. So while this exchange is happening, you now she's chatting with Cole. Clark Kent pulls Spax aside to a closet where there's a I... random photo booth and they <laughs> no, start it's a making phone out. Booth. A it's, phone booth. They, yeah. They go into a hallway connected to the club 
and in the hallway is a phone booth and they make out in the phone booth and we get the steamy like hand on glass it's like, not sexy still somehow. no like, it's it's uncomfortable but like oh like her hands are pressing against the glass because she's having the sexy moment with Clark and Kim. then of course it's like someone's walking up who is it it's Cole we don't care we move on he's like guys you're about to get caught like you're dumb like Keep it moving, right? And he, well, he tells Sarah Paxton that she needs to come out because there's like press there that want to talk to them about. Right. The party is a hit. Model Spice gets up on the bar, struts around in the signature dress. This is her moment. She's doing a catwalk on top of a bar. Just fucking kidding. This is what she's been dreaming of. (laughs) Because turn around and who is going to enter? Sonia. She struts in hand on hip. Everyone snaps their head. She's got a really nice effortless updo happening yeah. with like a little piece falling in front of her face. Like she looks great. The paparazzi immediately zooms to her because <gasps> the scandal, she's come out of hiding. <gasps> the same day that the scandal broke. <laughs> Bottle Spice is pissed. This is her moment. And as we know, like there's tension already between the two of them. And this is not helping. This is not helping. So. And doesn't Sonia confront Sarah Paxton and accuse Sarah Paxton of being the one that... I'm sure that happened. I didn't retain it because it's the show. Yeah. I'll be real. No, she does. She blames Sarah Paxton and Sarah Paxton's like, I would never do that. And then Sarah Paxton goes up to Model Spice and is like, how dare you? I cannot believe you gave her Blackberry to the paparazzi. (laughs) And Model Spice immediately is like, you're right, it was mean. (laughs) Does this change her behavior moving forward? Absolutely not. I mean, we'd be disappointed if it did. So the episode winds down. Nico goes home with Gal, even though he's clearly hung up on Spacks. But she's like, look, like we'll be secretive. Yeah. And no then Spax goes home with Clark Kent. And th- so this entire episode also, he he wants to take her on a trip. Like he wants to take her to a, an Airbnb, but he can't afford it. Um, so the episode ends with him and a star machine like projecting stars onto their ceiling and it's just them like cuddling and we're really meant to believe that they are the super couple of this show and they're apparently endgame but of course I don't see it I want her with Cole I I don't see it I want her with someone that is her equal not somebody who goes to like Brookstone and buys like a light that puts stars on the ceiling I mean like it's sweet but she's a supermodel now look she eats it up at the end of the day yeah I mean she She loves loves it. it I have to say, while watching it, I felt disappointed. But recapping, there was I feel so like much going episode on. Episode three went harder than kind of the rest of them. Went really hard and yeah. kind of slapped and set us up to expect more out of episode four than I think we received. Right. Should we jump into episode four? Yeah. So episode four um, begins with Clark Kent bringing Spax flowers. He just he wants her to feel special, but he walks into her room and finds her with none other than Cole. And they're in the middle of an interview, a blog interview, I believe, of some sort, you know, because they are the, she was the it girl, and now they are the it couple. So they have to quickly gloss over the fact that some other boy is at her door with flowers. Yeah, so it it gets explained away. It's like, oh, it's for my roommate. And Clark is, of course, frustrated, right? Like, all he wants is to shower Sarah Paxton with love and attention. He wants to go public with the relationship that they apparently are in. Meanwhile, we get a new arrival to the complex in the form of Haley, who, um... Oh my God, already? I would say is... She has an interesting look, I would say. Um, 
I wouldn't immediately assume model, but if that's what the show is telling us, you know, maybe she... She's cute. She's girl next door. She's dressed like punk. Yeah. And immediately she hits it off with Corby. Yeah. Because as we know, he's a DJ. She loves music. He loves music. They're giving us like the CW's 2009 answer to like edgy Tumblr girl. Like she's wearing like a ripped t-shirt. Yeah. 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 So then we have to jump back to Covet Models, where we meet Claudia's husband, who's kind of like this hunky businessman. And we learn that he's also in the industry. I believe he he like runs a makeup, a beauty company. Yeah. Um, and he's like, so my company is doing a new campaign and it's called like Resurgence or Rebirth. Revival. I like that we didn't write it down. A comeback of sorts. And yeah. they... They're interested in Sonia, right? Because she's such a a has-been because she did coke once. So they're like, what what do you think, Claudia? Like, do we think Sonia can do this? And she's like, I mean, does your company really want her? Like, with the scandal? And he's like, I think I can sell it. That's why we want her. So bring her to the meeting. I think I can spin this. And Claudia's like, sure, yeah, like, let's do this. Claudia tells Sonia about the campaign, and Sonia's not sure, right? Like, she's really fragile from all of the negative attention that she's getting. She doesn't want to pimp out her own scandal. She doesn't want to use, you know, the paparazzi hate to, like, get jobs. That's not why she's here. She's a serious model. Exactly. So while Sonia's thinking about this, Model Spice struts in a, I guess, like, it's a fashion room. I don't know what it is. But she struts in there only to learn, to discover that Richie Rich has given away her signature dress to another more important model, which, of course, pisses Model Spice off. Like, she did this event in order to get his career on the up and up, and this is how he repays her. He owes her the same thing in return. Exactly. But, I mean, at the same time, like, they are so similar. They're both after their own success. And he knows that it will be good for his career to have this A-lister. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, he wasn't kicking her out of the show. He was just putting her in a, like, a different not-finale moment. Right, right. So she is fuming. So what does she do? She rips the dress. She rips the signature dress in front of him. Like, girl, what are you doing? I really was, like, facepalm at this moment. Like, model spice. Like, girl, I feel what? like the the, what? the mean girl, the the conniving girl is usually smarter than this. Richie Rich deserves more respect. At the end of the day, he has the right to cast whoever he wants. Exactly. So, Bossy Spice, who I feel like we haven't talked about in a while, despite being such a big part of the show, she invites Corby to an event. She's like, come on, darling, like, come be my arm candy. But he has plans. He has, he has a DJ. He's booked. You know, he has to DJ. He's booked a gig. At the same club. At Alex's, Alex's club. Yeah. yeah. So And look, his music career is important to him, so he can't drop everything all the time to go on dates with that's her. Right, that's right. So he turns it down, and she's pissed. So now it's time for what we've, been all, what we've all been waiting for. The Calvin Klein campaign shoot. Right? I like how quickly they get this ball rolling. I know. So Spax is sitting in the makeup chair and she's really nervous because we now learn that she has to be topless, which is hilarious considering that the character posters for the Beautiful Life Collective 
Our nudes. Our nudes. Yeah. Also, she's 17. Right, right. So Unless she had a birthday somewhere in here. I don't know. So she's really nervous, and we kind of just, it's kind of like a, like a, what's going to happen? So in the meeting uh, for the rebirth, revival, redesign, whatever campaign, beauty campaign, Sonia is sitting there right next to Claudia, surrounded by execs, and Claudia's husband, um, Richard, I believe his name is, cannot confirm. We're going to call him Richard. Richard makes a lot of sense for his character. So his way of selling Sonia to the partners is by absolutely trashing her. She's a has-been. She's a drug addict. You know, she has fallen from grace. So of course, who better to represent rebirth for our brand? Of course, Sonia is outraged. She calls him a bastard and storms out of the you room. Bastard. <laughs> Have we talked about Misha Barton's acting? <laughs> it's very special. We've I would have thought to say. a lot about it. We've thought a lot about it. Look, um, she is a movie killer. <laughs> and she's dead behind the eyes. I said what I said. You know, I'm not trying to be a hater. I have nothing but respect for Misha Barton. I want success for her. I don't think she wanted to be there. Like, yes, I'm not convinced she wanted to be. And what's funny about it is the show is kind of it's crafted around her. Right. Despite Spax being the lead, I feel like Sonia is the catalyst for the the drama is very driven by Misha Barton's character. Yeah. So it's so funny that she, but I will say, if you have a minute, we have to post a clip of that scene. I think it's like me, where where Sonia's like opening the door or something. Like she just looks so confused. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anyway, jumping back to the actual plot of episode four of The Beautiful Eye. So he trashes her. She storms out. But then the company still wants her. It's like they're energized by her calling him a bastard. They're like, yes. Even though they were worried, they were worried about her drug addiction getting in the way when they see her have an outburst that somehow works for them. Right. I don't understand. This this show's not teaching me anything about the industry. It's not (laughs) making sense to me. But I'm enjoying everything. How much research do you think Ashton Kutcher did into the gritty world of modeling? I mean, he's been on magazine covers. I don't think he needed to do research. I think he inherently understood. You're right. You're right. So Clark Kent, um, despite being on the cover of, you know, Fish and Rod or whatever. um, The cover of Fish and Rod? (laughs) Has to go on another go-see. He rolls in. It's crazy that everything's not just being handed to him. I know. I know. Every model looks like him. To the gray V-neck. To the dark wash blue jeans. Identical. So he's like, well, I'm not getting this job, right? So cut back to the campaign. Cole sees how nervous Sarah Paxton is. And he's like, look. To go nude. Right. She's she's nervous about being nude. But also, she is still not convinced that they can sell themselves as a hot, sexy couple. And like, what will Clark think when he sees these pictures? He'll be crushed. So she's sitting in her makeup chair. They're looking at each other in the mirror. And he's like, look, think about the time that we kissed for the first time right he's like making up fake memories like fake joyful memories the first time we went on a date and i held your hand and like she's smiling she's grinning she's falling for it she's like oh my god i can do this it's like i'm in the shower in the steam it's like i'm in the shower in the steam so she rises 
And in slow motion, they strut to set. Slowly, the saturation drops. They're in black and white. And she drops the robe. She drops the robe. Flash. That's it. That's all we see. That's the photo shoot. That's the photo shoot. So, so Alex, um, Spax's brother, once again struts into the model house and is like, hey, like, I had an amazing time. Like, you really brought business into my club. What if you and your friends did that some more? And of course, Marissa laughs. Model Spice is like, I'm not a club promoter. Like, I'm, what? I'm not here to, like, save your club. I'm here to be Naomi Campbell. Exactly. So, but they are flirty and he's, like, nice to her or something. I don't really know. So she's like, fine. I'll invite, like, this, like, top New York critic to come to your club. And he's going to put it on the map for you. Um, she She's has, honestly so generous. She has those connections. So who ends up? Being the critic is none other than Finn Whitrock from American Horror Story, which once again, this show is just like bringing out these cameos. He's like before they were famous people. Yeah. So fun. Anyway, so he plays this like nasty, grody critic who keeps he's not demanding free drinks. Right. But Marissa's, of course, giving him free bottles because that's what you do if this club is going to thrive. You have to give the rich asshole free drinks. Exactly. And Alex is like, what the fuck? Like, you're supposed to be bringing money into my club, not giving free $100 bottles of champagne to right. random guys. Like, this is not what I wanted. I need money. And the the soundtrack to this tension is Corbin Blue's video game-esque DJ beats. It's foolish. And of course, Haley, <laughs> the new girl, is right up there dancing with him. They the new kiss. girl, right, that he was connecting with earlier. We glossed over that because it was boring. Yeah. They kiss, but right before they they fully embrace, she's like, wait, and starts recording it because she wants to remember this moment. She takes a selfie of their first kiss. Ridiculous. And then she's like, now you'll always remember our first kiss. If someone did that to me... I would run. I mean, there, there would be no second kiss. Right, right. Like, that would be it. Yeah. So, of course, the club is popping off, and Alex is slammed. Like, he doesn't know what to do. Meanwhile, Clark Kent did not get that job, is in need of money. So I guess he's now the bartender. He just, like, gets a job. I don't... Alex is like, hop back here, make drinks for me. I need your help. Right. He knows how to make drinks. Right. So, how old is he? I don't. We're still confused. (laughs) But apparently, in addition to fishing and farming and modeling, he's also a really great mixologist. So we leave the party and we're back with Sonia, who is just like really, um, I, we're meant to believe she's emotional as has been stated. Misha Barton's ability to relay that is, she's kind of frowning up in the air. Um, she, she's upset and Richard walks in and what do we discover? What do we learn? They've had an affair. Not only did they have an affair, he is the father of Clara, of her secret baby. And that's and it, it all makes sense now. Of course, she doesn't want everyone to know. She can't let Claudia know that she had a baby because then they would ask who the father is. And she'd have to reveal that the father is her manager, her boss's husband. And so it's really emotional. He, Richard has not been able to see the child. He's like, how is she? What is her name? It's a real... It's Sonia a- doesn't want him to see the right. child. And we got the sense from the early episodes that she hated the father of her child. Yeah. But the minute they're back together, you see that she she's angry with him for not leaving his wife, I guess. <laughs> um, she's bitter. Right. Back at the club, 
Bossy Spice strolls in and sees Corby and Haley kissing. So she struts out. That's her sugar baby. Her sugar baby kissing someone else? It's outrageous. He's supposed to only have eyes for her. She gave him a $3,000 check and a background spot on Fishing Rod. You know, <laughs> you know what the thing is, though, is I don't even think that she sees them kiss. I think she just sees them, like, chatting. And, and of course, is outraged. And she's is like, like, who is that? Talking to a girl? Who is that bird? Who is that slag? Who is that hussy, right? Do you have notes on Alex confronting yes. the critic? Alex loses the plot. He absolutely loses the plot and attacks Finn Whitrock for, like, being all up on Model Spice. And she's like, babe, this is the business. The thing is, is that she's flirting with this critic and giving him free drinks in a way that is going to promote this club. Exactly. But Alex, all he sees is this man with his his hands on his girl. Because the one thing I have learned from this is that the male characters have a really intense amount of ownership. Over women that they're not dating. (laughs) So he's like flirted with her a couple times and now feels like that's his woman and like he needs to stop her from flirting with other men. And it's the same thing that Clark Kent has over Sarah Paxton. He's so bitter over her pretending to have a relationship with Cole. Meanwhile, they like kissed once. Right. Like, are they dating? I mean, they looked at projected stars together. This is not how a relationship works. Like none of them have had the monogamy conversation. And, I mean, on that note, Spax and Cole roll in, drinking champagne after their photo shoot. Of course, Clark is pissed about it. They're on a high because they just had a really amazing, successful photo shoot for Calvin Klein. And Spax reveals to, frankly, I don't know who she's talking to, but she admits to someone, a faceless someone, that she might be developing feelings for Cole. I think it's model Spice. I think it's model Spice. Yeah. Because remember, that's her only friend. (laughs) Right. So she's like, I think... I have feelings for him. And meanwhile, Cole... She's confused. She's confused. Cole is hanging out with Gal. Gal Gadot. Um, and, you know, he's like, I don't fall for people. So, like, what? Like he's also, like, confused. Like, oh, my God, is he falling for Spags? And, I mean, he pushes that to the side and goes and have sex, goes to have sex with Gal. As I think we all would. Understandable. Understandably. So, meanwhile, Claudia is waiting up for her husband and finds Sonia's earring. Whether we know, it's not confirmed whether Claudia knows that it's Sonia's, she just finds an earring. So, I guess earlier when Sonia and Richard were having this conversation about their baby, they were in his house. It's unclear, yeah. But at that point, I didn't know, like, it, it, I there was no, like, established... <laughs> kind of set like I didn't know where they were yeah but then Claudia finds this earring so we realize that like she dropped her earring and that's that's evidence enough of an affair obviously and then the big cliffhanger of episode four is bossy spice calling Corby and threatening him um she just booked a job for him and she wouldn't want to see his career fall apart by him getting involved with someone else Right. That's implied. She does not let him know that she knows. That she saw him with Haley. Yeah. So that's how the episode ends. I'm freaking out because now we only have this, like, episode Abby, five. going into episode five, but what were your thoughts? What were your feelings? Like, this was going to be our finale. <laughs> going into episode five, I'm going to be honest, I was exhausted. <laughs> I think I had gotten, you know, really excited by episode one. Episode two let me down. Episode three made promises. And episode four... 
it was a little bit of a snooze. Yeah. It was because it's focusing too much on Alex, on his club. I don't care about his club. The show in its entirety is not focusing on modeling. And I want scandal. I want drama. And so far, the only scandal is Sonia's affair and her baby. And I don't, I, I think I'm just not getting a lot emotionally, cathartically out of anyone or anything. That's true. So episode five begins with Claudia confronting Richard. She knows that he had an affair with Sonia. Because she found her earring. She's not surprised because Claudia once was the other woman. This is a pattern for Richard. Richard is a cheater. Richard is a cheater. But Claudia's not particularly... She knows what she signed up for. She's not, yeah, she is not surprised. But, but she, she thought that they were different. And she, But she still wants to make the marriage work, right? She says to him, and I quote, Think about how much we have in common. Because I know what I'm looking for in a partner is shared interests rather than love, <laughs> trust, and devotion. Yeah. So Look, we both work in the industry. <laughs> We're a power couple. Don't throw that away. So we go from that tense question mark moment to Times Square. Hey, budget. <laughs> <laughs> Is shooting in Times Square an implication of budget? I mean, they had to like, you know, move the crowd. They had to actually shoot outside. They had to shoot outside. Spax and Nico, Cole, are walking through Times Square. They're about to see their campaign. Oh my God, they're so ah, nervous. They're, We're so nervous. They're in Times what Square. What is about to life. happen? Ah. The camera pans and we go dark. <laughs> That's right. We don't see the pictures. <laughs> we do not see the Calvin Klein photos. We do not see them. We don't even get like a bad photoshopped into Times Square image. All we get is them looking up and then... In Ah, oh my God, we look so hot. And then W Magazine, I believe, is interviewing them, you know, as as a hot couple. So endless interviews about their relationship. And during this interview process, we're actually watching them develop feelings for each other. Because is it because Cole is an amazing actor? Or is it because the things that he's saying are true? Because he recounts recounts to the, the interviewer the moment that him and Sarah Paxton first met. And it's accurate. He remembers. He, he genuinely remembers, remembers what she was really wearing. And she's touched. So from that touching moment, we get Model Spice descending down the stairs in what can only be described as a statement necklace. Would you agree? A giant chain. It is an extremely long chain <laughs> with a huge medallion that hits at her fly. Yeah. Like, past the waistband of her jeans, <laughs> it's hitting at, like, the button zipper And I missed area. it the first time, which was the best part. It was the first thing I saw, because it's, like, <laughs> clank, clank. Like. So she descends down the stairs in this monstrosity, um, and Alex is like, hey, I'm sorry for, for losing the plot last, ep- last episode. Like, I'm sorry I freaked out because that guy was hitting on you. So here is an, a fur, which, of course, she's disgusted by it's the ugliest thing she's ever seen she's only into high fashion he bought her a fur it was very expensive but she's like what i'm gonna get attacked by Peta." exactly so she's not having it she struts away meanwhile spax who's flirting with cole for this interview Mm -hmm. accidentally purse dials clark as he's about to go into a go see so he answers the phone he's already nervous he answers the phone and is just hearing like spax giggling and talking about how in love much she is she with Cole. Loves Cole. And 
we should mention that this ghost that he's on is a catwalk. He was very confident despite having never walked a show. And then he's waiting to like show his walking skills and he answers the phone. And then he well blows it. Line. He blows the go-see. Look, we already knew he was an talented model. So like, Look, he has no, he has no walk. No. It's actually, it's it, atrocious. We are now on set of the rebirth, revival, redesign, whatever, beauty campaign. With Sonia. With Sonia. She's looking stunning, but she wants to quit because she finds out that now Claudia knows. And she's like, I don't. I don't want this to be, like, I don't want to get in the middle of this. Like, maybe I should not be here, right? It's not fair for me to accept your help and let you keep casting me in things when, you know, we both know that I was fucking your husband. Meanwhile, Claudia, the only sensible character on this show, is like, look, as as a woman, I may be upset with you, but I'm your manager, first and foremost, and I would advise you to not quit. I would advise you to... Do this campaign, kill it. Look at yourself. Make both of us a ton of money. Your career has been floundering. This is an opportunity. Just take the opportunity. Exactly. We're back to the go-see that Clark Kent was at. Model Spice crashes it. Now, if you don't remember, Model Spice just tore that Richie Rich dress. Right. So she was expecting to get invited to this go-see to show her walk. Her fierce walk, as we saw from episode one. But she wasn't invited. She was not invited. And they're like, look, you have a reputation. Like, we don't want you to be a part of this. We know what you did to Richie Rich. So what does any model do in that situation but steal a pair of shoes on her way out? Wouldn't you? Custom Louboutins. Exactly. So then Richard decides that he wants to leave Claudia, right? He's like, look, I want to leave you. I want to be with Sonia. But Claudia's like... Also, does Sonia want to be with him? I don't know. I don't think so. But Claudia's like, no, don't. Mm. We're amazing. Anyway. Execs. We move on. Gal Gadot is now flirting with Clark Kent because she's getting frustrated that Cole is not paying attention to her. She, in fact, confronted Cole yeah. for kissing her while thinking about another woman. She knew that Cole is, she knows that Cole is interested in, in, in Reyna, in Spax. Now, do you think that Gal Gadot would have become the main star of this show? I feel like she was the most compelling to watch. She's the one that makes the most sense in this world. If the show had continued, would we be getting more Gal Gadot? I actually think that she's a pretty good actor. I I feel like she's carrying off her scenes pretty well. She's funny. Like, she's got a a cuteness on camera. Yeah. Um, And she's flirty with... Clark Kent. Clark Kent. So they're flirting, and she teaches them how to walk. She's giving him... Tips. Advice. She shows him a woman's walk versus a men's walk. So while he is learning to walk, the new girl, Haley, gets a special invite from Bossy Spice to come in. Bossy Spice, we don't know her job title. We just know that she's very important in this yeah. industry. And of course, Haley, new to the scene, you know, she is very excited. She's like, oh my God. And of course, Corby doesn't want to tell her the truth. So she rolls in. And Bossy Spice is like, hmm, interesting look. Take off all your clothes. Yeah. Strip. And then proceeds to tear this girl apart. You know, like, you look funny. You look odd. You're not a model. Maybe you should give up. Is there anything else you can do besides model? So, of course, Haley storms out. In sobbing tears. in tears because this this exact this woman has just like absolutely roasted her so she returns Nude. to her room and pops pills oh i feel like i missed that i feel like i blinked you blinked well she returns Finally. to her room she's sobbing she crumbles to the floor 
back to the door and just pops pills. We don't know what they are. We don't know where this would have led because as you remember, Misha also popped some pills and that went in absolutely nowhere. Yeah. So, so we're back with the hot couple, Spax and Nico. And the magazine is like, look, like give us something. So then they make out to convince the magazine that they're in fact a hot couple. And my question here is like, you're getting interviewed. What is making out going to provide for the text of the article? Maybe there was a photographer that we just didn't see. Anyway, so Gal takes Clark Kent back to the go and demands that they watch his walk again. And of course... And she has pull because she's an established model. She's an established model. And we find out after he's already been booked that she agreed to be in the show as they booked him as well. Why are all of these models doing favors for each other? I cannot tell you because... This isn't cutthroat. This isn't the savagery that I wanted out of this show. We didn't come here to make friends. We came here to win the modeling game. But she clearly feels for him because they're both in the same situation because she wants to be with Cole and Clark wants to be with Sarah Paxton. But Sarah Paxton and Cole are together publicly. And now Cole admits to someone, again, a faceless someone. I don't know who he's talking to. Maybe Sonia, his only friend. Um, that he's kind of sad that his showmance with Spax is ending. Well, doesn't he say it to Spax? Possibly. They have they have a moment where he is like, don't you kind of wish that we that could just be together? Yeah. yeah. And of course, Gal overhears this and is like, I am tired of you thinking of other women while you're with me. He might have been talking to Gal because that's part of my note that she's tired. But that also could have just been a callback to that earlier scene. Anyway, so... As we all know, we have to end with a party. It's the, the final. It's the party. Calvin Klein launch party, I think. Now, <laughs> this is the only scene in which we get to vaguely see the photo, but it's a, a giant background photo covered in like a sheer curtain. Yeah, so they have like the Calvin Klein photos of Sarah Paxton and Cole projected onto like a sheer curtain. So you could only vaguely see. I don't know. I don't know what this means for like the budget of the show, this, the design, like the art direction. I believe it means that no one has ever been to a Calvin Klein launch party because Alex strolls in. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> the brother that just won't I quit. guess because of his mob connections can get into any room. So he walks in trying to win Model Spice back. At the exact moment that she is caught red-handed for stealing the Louboutins. The crazy thing is that she stole a pair of shoes from a photo shoot. And then I guess within the same week or the next day, or is it the same day? It might be the same day. She wears the stolen shoes. The one of a kind. Out in public to an event where the people she stole the shoes from are present. So they're about to take her ass to jail, but Alex pulls the guy aside and pays for them. And I guess that's enough to diffuse the situation. Apparently custom-made shoes that were made for the runway are somehow on sale and can be bought by (laughs) this guy in the middle of a party when the shoes were custom-made. We're learning so much about the fashion industry. for a fashion show. So while all this is happening, we have to go back to my girl, Sonia. Wait, I'm sorry. I just have to say that, like, 
he wins her over by buying her something expensive after she like chewed him out for buying her fur and was like you can't buy my love and then immediately in the next scene he just buys her a nice pair of shoes as we have learned from the past five episodes she is not a consistent character i'm sorry i'll say it she's kind of in and out she wants this modeling thing but she's like self-sabotaging herself i actually disagree i think she is really consistent more so than some of the other characters she's savage and she's a little bit deranged with this desire (laughs) she is because she's very aggressive and she's very impulsive right and she makes dangerous choices like giving away the blackberry ripping the dress stealing the shoes she's a little bit unhinged so what does Out one of, do yeah. but get involved with a someone in the, the mob? mob. Right. Exactly. So Sonia breaks up with Richard and decides to leave Covet Models. Which is interesting because I didn't know that she and Richard were ever together. Correct. Or if they had ever gotten back together. I know at one point she showed him pictures of the baby and that was like a big moment for them. Um, because he, you know, was looking at pictures of the baby yeah. and she's raising the baby over FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> and... It's not the only breakup because Nico decides to have a clean break from Spax, right? He has feelings for her, but he doesn't want to, he doesn't want it to go further. So he's just like, we shouldn't be around each other. But this confuses her because earlier in the episode, he was like, don't you kind of wish this was real? Right. And now he's telling her straight up. He's like, look, like we did this for our careers and like, go back to your little boyfriend and I'll go back to being a player. And she... Is not having she's it. She's upset. But Clark is right around the corner, eavesdropping. Eavesdropping as she's telling Cole, but don't you kind of This was like real. There's something between us. I know this was real. We really have chemistry and like you have feelings for me. So what does one do but strut up to superstar gal and plants a big one on her? Clark Kent kisses gal in retaliation in front of Spax. And of course, gal who is everything, just is like, when will you boys learn? Stop kissing me, thinking of other girls. Because now Gal Gadot has been kissed by two different men while both of those men were thinking of Sarah Paxton. Exactly. It's outrageous. And also, what the fuck is, I'm sorry, what the fuck is Clark's problem? You cannot just go up to a girl that you've like flirted with once and just like lay a big one on her when she's dating your roommate who's pretending to date your girlfriend. There's just too much going on here. It's too much. And it's not even all of it because this is our big climactic finale. (laughs) Um, Because at the same time, Spax, upset, decides to tell W Magazine the truth. I was never dating Cole. I was dating him. And that's on the record. That guy over there, that's my boyfriend. Meanwhile, Corby decides to tell Haley the truth about bossy spice he's like look she was really cruel to you because like we had this arrangement to which (laughs) Haley delivers this blow quote i may be ugly but you're pathetic (laughs) (laughs) i honestly i want that on a crop top woman to woman i don't really understand why she's so mad here because he told her the truth and yes he waited until after she had her meeting But at the end of the day, he just met her and he had to do what he had to do for his career. And being a sugar baby was part of that. And she doesn't really have a right to be this, this infuriated. So in the heat of all of this, right, all of these 
cliffhangers are being set up. Spax, in the final moments of the show, begins to stroll through Times Square. Meanwhile, Clark Kent, of course, feeling bad about what just happened, returns to her room and is waiting for her, right? Then we cut back. Spax is walking. She's walking. She sits down. She looks up, presumably, to look at her Calvin Klein campaign. This is the moment. Oh, and we're so Abby, excited. This is the moment. We're, we're gonna about get to, to see, see these it. Pictures. Fade to black. The show is over forever. It's canceled. <laughs> the show is canceled, and we don't get to see her Calvin Klein photos. We don't get to know which boy she ends up with. We don't get to know what happens with Marissa, Model Spice, you know, after she was committing crimes. What is Sonia going to do? Oh, my God. What's going to happen to the baby in Jersey? (laughs) (laughs) Like, are she and Richard going to, like, be together and raise this baby? I don't fucking think so. I think he's going to choose his high-powered wife. Tell me where you think the show would have gone and tell me where you would have liked the show to go. I, ideally. Yes. What I would have liked to see is... More crimes from Model Spice. I'd like to see her become more unhinged. I would like to see her get involved with the mob. I think now she's kind of interested in dating Alex. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the two of them commit crimes together. As far as the romances, at the end of the day, I see Sarah Paxton and Cole as endgame. Okay. okay. They're equals. Yeah. And they clearly have feelings for each other. He's a bad boy. She's a good girl. I like that dichotomy. I think it's good for TV. It's good for CW. And I would like to see Clark Kent go further into his dark place because he's violent, he's jealous, he's bitter. Yeah. And I want to see that explored. What I think we would have gotten, (laughs) alternative to my desires, is more vanilla. More photo shoots that we never see the results of. Yes. More clothes that we're told are beautiful but are in fact ugly. Correct. Um, More of Sarah Paxton feeling guilty for doing nothing wrong. You know, she spends so much of this series feeling so shattered by pretending to be in a relationship with someone that she's not in a relationship with. When at the end of the day, she's not stepping on any toes. She's not doing anything wrong. She's just going after her career. She's just a 17-year-old it girl. Exactly. And I think we would have seen more of the same. And I do think that, you know, if we were to get a real serious finale, I think she would have ended up with Clark. Because at the end of the day, you know, what I've learned from TV is that as much as he's meaner and more aggressive than the quote unquote bad boy, (laughs) we're meant to believe that he is the good guy. He's the guy that she deserves. He's the hero. He's the hero. Who tips the waitress. He's the farmer. See, for me, right... I think that Misha Barton would have been written off the show because she doesn't want to be there. In an ideal world, Gal Gadot would have taken over the mantle as the established model. Big deal model. Big deal model. Yeah. A hot, fierce, gay character would have been introduced. Do you think? I mean, two thousand in like two, like by season four, 2000... 14 CW, yes. Oh, by season four. So you're looking far ahead. I'm looking far ahead. That would have come in. I feel like we would have gotten a bi-curious Cole. We would have maybe gotten a hint at a bisexual love triangle. This is wishful thinking. This is wishful thinking. Well, this is me 
telling you my desires. <laughs> okay. Right? Not, not what you think would not have what happened. I, I agree with you. I think exactly what you think would have happened would have happened. I think they would have played it safe. I think I would have liked to see a character death. Probably Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> Model Spice. Or I guess I, Alex would have been I mean, the... it would have been cool if she had some kind of like... Actually, it definitely would have been her spiral, but then Alex dies and that's what snaps her back to reality. I think he dies to save her. Right. You know, because they get involved in crime together. Like, they get involved in the mob and like... She gets up to no good because, of course, we know that she has criminal tendencies. And then he dies to save her. And that also would really snap Sarah Paxton into place. The death of her brother, the tragic death. You know, she has to really decide what she really wants because she's just lost the most important person in her life, her brother who she hates. But is it too late? Has Cole found love elsewhere? In the arms of a man. So (laughs) I love... (laughs) I, I think... Perhaps if the show had premiered today. In Look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Fun, gay, sexy content. That's my holy trinity. That's all I want out of any I media. I think, you know, 10 years from when The Beautiful Life premiered, 2019, if the show had been made today, we would have gotten by curiosity. We would have maybe gotten menage a trois. Yeah. Because we know Freeform is delivering menage a trois. And the CW has to keep up and compete. Um, we might have gotten all of that. But I think it was 2009. It was the era in which this show premiered that was holding it back. <sighs> Truly, from embracing the true grit, the true sexuality of the modeling industry. Hearing you talk about the beautiful life, colon, TPL, I can just see how much it, um, it impacted your life. I can yeah. see how touched you are. Abigail, would you like to do the honors of delivering an obituary for this fallen show. You guys can't tell because, because this is a podcast, but I'm actually getting choked up right now. Right. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm getting emotional. I'm, I'm crying a little because in 2009, you know, Ashton Kutcher, he really tried to deliver something great. He really did. I mean, he really wanted to give us representation of beautiful people in New York City. And his dream was taken from him too soon. So I would just like to say, you know, rest in peace to a beautiful piece of art about love, about the sacrifices we make for our careers about flat, very poorly executed three-point lighting, about Misha Barton attempting but failing to carry a scene, (laughs) about shoulder pads, about statement necklaces. And I think in conclusion, I can speak for the both of us and say that if the options were to resuscitate or bury very, very deep underground, if it came down to it, look like it would hurt me. We would both. We'd pull the plug. <laughs> We'd pull the fucking plug. I would pull the plug on on this on this show, but but bury her ten feet underground. Bury her ten feet deep. Cover her in concrete. Exactly. I mean, that's what I have to say. It hurts, and I wanted better for Astrid. But at the end of the day, you know, I can't. I can't say that I had true hope for the life <laughs> that the beautiful that the beautiful life would have lived. And so may she be celebrated in a better place in TV heaven. 
heaven? If that's if that's what you're saying, then I support you. Thank you. And please remember that there's more where this came from. There's more shows that need to be remembered and respected for the lives that they lived or attempted to live. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Dearly Departed is brought to you with love, sweat, tears, and boxed wine. Our theme song is by Ben Muller of Low Ceilings. His music is available on Spotify and Bandcamp. Follow at Low Ceilings Music on Instagram for updates. Artwork by Hunter Bustamante, who you can also follow on Instagram at Hunter Bustamante. Till the next cancellation.